Welcome to episode three of Mindset Coaching for Teachers. I am your host, Ashley Wolf, and I am headed south on 35. Yes, I am a full-time elementary school librarian currently for a uh, rather large school district in North Texas and I coach teachers on mindset. I am the Title I mindset coach for Title I teachers in Texas. I am at a Title I school. So as I merge onto 35, I'm headed south going to Houston. Uh, my mother is currently undergoing chemo and radiation treatments and she is uh, having a, a hard time. This is the hardest time for, you know, the, the duration of her treatment. And I'm headed down there just to help her. Um, and it really got me thinking of, like, um, what it means to show up. So this episode in particular is going to be um, about showing up as the best version of you for the needs of your of your life and this all started in the summer of 21 with my mom's uh, colon cancer diagnosis and thank god I had just been certified as a life coach uh, when this was all happening and the reason why I am so grateful for that is because the tools and the skills that I cultivated and I'm still learning how to utilize to the best of my abilities, those skills are one of the biggest reasons why I have kept my head on straight through my mother's health problems. Um, and showing up as my best self with her in mind is the question to me is how can I be the best daughter I can be for her? And so we, we have these instances, I think, in our lives where we are asking ourselves, what, what role am I playing? What version of me am I showing up as today? And then the question after that is, how can I be the best at that role? And a lot of work that I've done, in particular with my parents in mind, is um, dropping these expectations that I have for them to behave or believe or act or speak in certain ways that I in the past have told myself if my mom would just blank then I would feel so much better or if my dad would just stop doing blank then I would feel so much better and unfortunately that's not the way the world works and so many of us are under this notion that it is now that teaching um, from the life coach school is called having a manual for someone and that's actually going to be a different podcast that I present to you guys so whenever we want to show up as the best versions of ourselves there are probably going to be other people involved and so in the personal sense for me right now I'm thinking you know what when I get into the hospital where my mom is at what is my most important job going to be not only for myself, but for my mom. And I think the answer to that for me is 
I'm going to show up 100% as her loving, caring daughter. And then I remind myself, I'm not her doctor. I'm not her nutritionist. I'm not her nurse. How can I show up and how can I fill this role of a loving, caring daughter? And so I'm going to be making sure that loving and caring is at the forefront of my thoughts that drive my feelings of commitment to my mom, which will drive my actions and my behaviors and my words when I'm with her. And think about it this way, y'all. Answering these questions for yourself in any capacity, in any role that you have in your life is going to bring back your brain to focus on the here and now and like maximizing your results in the here and now. So with my mom in particular, I have to make sure that if and when, because I know myself, when I try to become this role of nutritionist or I try to become this role of nurse or doctor or you should do this and you should that, I really need to catch myself put a gentle end to that in my own brain and remind myself that I am here to be a gentle, caring, loving daughter. And this I think is best for me because I know that I am showing up as the best version of her daughter and family member, you know, for my sister, for my dad. And that also keeps me grounded in what do I think is best in this role, the capacity that I have to love her and care for her as her daughter, and the willingness and ability to step aside whenever there are professionals who just need to get in there and work with her at their best capacity. So see how that works? Like whenever we are reminding ourselves of what a What are my tasks as the best way to show up as me, as this version of me? Whether it's daughter or teacher or partner or mom, friend, coworker, employee. Like we we can ask ourselves, what are the specific roles? What are the specific tasks that I can make sure to commit to, that I want to commit to, to, to show up as the highest version of myself in this capacity. So when we ask ourselves this, it's almost like we're setting ourselves up for more success and the the ripple effect of us just taking care of the best version of ourselves, the ripple effect is that others are going to see that they have room to be the best, best versions of, of themselves too. So like when I think about myself wanting to be everything for my mom, her doctor, her nutritionist, I want to know all the answers because whenever she is struggling or she's feeling bad, I want to make her feel better. But as a coach, I also have to remind myself, it is not within my power to make her feel better. It is only within my power to be in control and managing my mind to be, um, open for all the feelings that it will feel like to be the best version of her daughter that I can be and give her the room to be the one that makes herself feel better or to give her the room to feel like shit she's in the hospital you know like 
recognizing a situation, a neutral circumstance for what it is, is also allowing it to be what it is and not try to change it. So as a teacher, I know this was kind of a, a, a personal example, but the great thing about being a teacher is that we all have personal lives. And this work that I'm you know, presenting to you and putting out in the world to teachers that I'm so thrilled and exuberant about is that it doesn't just improve or affect your teaching life. It goes everywhere with you. And that's why this is such important, passionate work to me in getting this podcast out, even if I'm driving, even if I'm, I've got road noise in the background, like I am past the point of caring about the perfect polished presentation of this work. I want to get this out to teachers. So if we just reframe showing up as your best self as a teacher, really clearly defining what your factual role is, I think not only helps to alleviate just a little bit of this overwhelm and burnout that teachers can feel at any given time, and it's based on your thoughts, there's a spoiler alert, Um, clearly defining your role and then asking yourself with this feeling of commitment and not obligation, of course, but this feeling of commitment, how can I show up as a teacher for my students, my coworkers, for my boss, for my campus, as the highest version of this, excuse me, fulfillment of this role. And I'll give you a teaching example. A couple of days ago, I was um, subbing for a sixth grade class. It was science and social studies. And um, when I get the word, you know, as a school librarian that like, hey, Um, we really need you at this grade level today, I do have to allow my primitive brain to kind of throw a fit a little bit of, of like, oh man, I really, I just don't want to, I just don't want to, I really have to just say, all right, yeah, I know you don't want to, but you also know that this is what you signed up for. You choose this job every day. So like, I have to do a lot of talking to myself. And so I was teaching the science and social studies class to three different rotations and as a former fifth grade teacher, uh, who, we were departmentalized and I taught um, reading and social studies. I know that like my first period is going to be my guinea pigs on a new lesson, new concept. And the last period that I have of the day, they're going to like get it better than any of them. <laughs> and I know my, my departmentalized teachers, like you guys can totally feel this because you get better practice. You learn from yourself. You learn from your mistakes. The kids teach you what better ways and what better strategies and the order of things that need to go. And, and so as I get better and better at teaching this material um, throughout the day, I feel more and more confident. And what I told them in the beginning as we were going through this worksheet of like how to read a triple balance scale beam thingy is a science concept. I told them I'm going to do everything I possibly can within my power right here and now to make sure I am explaining these concepts to you. I am explaining these procedures to you. Yes, it's just a worksheet, but I know that in my heart, all I want for you guys is to understand fully how to read a triple beam balance. (laughs) And it sounds so silly, but 
think of the feeling because it was a true pure feeling of commitment that I had to these students and I saw them nodding their heads and I said because of this I'm confident that you guys as a class can pull off 90 or higher when I grade these papers because yes it's for a grade but I feel so committed to excellence in this one concept because of my confidence level that I've increased on my own of understanding it myself. And y'all, I never knew that I could be so passionate about a damn triple beam balance. And so it was so clear to me that I knew that my expectation of 90 or higher on this worksheet was not unfounded. It, it wasn't, you know, without a, a firm, like, presentation of the skills of like, I will hold your hand through all of this. And then of course, I went so far as to tell them, you have two choices. You can sit here and listen to me and work with me on this. Or you can totally tune me out. You can remain quiet. You can just do whatever you want. Tune me out. And, and I cannot make you listen to me. But I will know, I told them this, friends, I will know if you're trying your best, because I will hear you ask your questions. I will see your hand in the air and I will come and help you. So let's go, let's do this. And as I was grading papers, of course it wasn't perfect, but we had the vast majority of students making a 90 or higher. Now, am I beating myself up about those 10% of students that made, um, you know, 60s and 70s? No because I was observing them and I knew that some of them had taken me up on the offer of tune me out. But y'all, I'm past the point of beating myself up because I know that I cannot control, I cannot mind control the students. And see, this is the, the thing about showing up as my best is like, I'm gonna love them anyway. I can't mind control the students. Sure, there was a kiddo who got a 61 and I held his hand and I put all this freaking answers on the board and they still didn't write, write down the answers. That's all they had to do. At the very least, that's all they had to do was copy the correct answers onto their sheet. But because I know that I cannot mind control the students, I cannot robotically hand control the students to writing down the correct answers on their sheet, my default is I'm going to love them anyway. I did the best I can. Maybe that was the best they could do that day. And I think this goes back to like, if we can offer ourselves compassion and love as educators, as teachers in the trenches during a pandemic, if we can offer that compassion to ourselves, how easy it is to offer it to our students. And then the, the expectation almost of emotional upheaval when students aren't making, you know, data goals, it's not even there. A teacher does not need to fill this void with self-judgment, kicking the shit out of ourselves, and raking ourselves over the coals of what could I have done better? If you ask me during that time that I was the substitute teacher, what could you have done better, Wolf, to get these kids to not make a 60? Maybe it was nothing. Maybe I did my absolute best 
and I know that in my heart and nobody can tell me different. That is a belief I have. Because you know what? You know what doing my best does not include for me personally and professionally? Staying up till 3 I'm working on freaking slides, Google Slides, finding all the best tutorial videos. That does not include my best. Because you know what that takes away from? My best for me to get sleep. It's that basic, y'all. My best for my son and my husband to not be a cranky bee in the morning because I stayed up till 3 a.m. making these slides. What I'm I'm telling you, and this is why I'm so passionate about this, showing up as your best is you evaluating what's best for you in all these areas of your life. So the question is, what is the role and how can I take a microscope to the facts of this role and the things I know I need to do and the thoughts I know I need to think in order to become and show up my result as the best version of me possible. So if we go back to the model, which we always go back to, the neutral circumstance are the facts of your role. For example, fill in your, if we're going to take a look at your job, uh, my example with the sixth graders, the neutral circumstance, the factual circumstance was on Tuesday, August 31st, 2020. Um, I was in room, whatever, E9 as a substitute sixth grade teacher for science and social studies. And I can even go so far and get so clear as to say how many students were in each room. Like, let's just say, you know, 24 students in a room, in the room, three periods, full day, science and social studies, triple beam balance. Like, let's get really clear on this. Notice there are no adjectives. Notice there is no drama because the circumstance is completely neutral. And I chose in those moments instead of paying attention to my primitive brain, chucking a tante, I said, you know what? I'm going to show up 100% for these kids because I love them. So there's my thought, right? I love these kids. I'm going to show up 100% for them. That was my thought right there. So from the circumstance, we go down to the thought line. We have a thought in our brain. It can be a phrase sentence my thought my chosen thought that I chose to hold on hold on to in that moment was I'm going to show up 100% for them so from that thought I had this feeling of commitment you could even call it passion at certain times like when I was really getting passionate about helping them understand how to convert from grams to milligrams or from grams to kilograms, because we were talking about mass and weight, I was intense, as intense as I could be, because I was showing up 100%, because that's my chosen belief, my chosen thought. So my actions were, from that feeling of passion, that feeling of commitment, we go down to the action line. So it goes circumstance, thought, feeling, action. So we are in the action line. Like if there was a hidden camera in that classroom, which I hope there is, just kidding. 
if there was a, a hidden camera in that classroom, what would be caught on camera as my actions? Standing in front of the room, writing all the answers on the whiteboard, going from child to child, redirecting as necessary. Um, having passion in my voice, using M&Ms as an, as an example. One gram, one M&M, kilogram, a thousand M&Ms, which is a family size bag, we said. Drawing pictures on the board. <laughs> Talking until my voice was, with my mask on, my voice was hurting, right? Because I was so, I did not just sit back at my desk and let them play on their Chromebooks the whole time. When I recognized that they had had a lot of thought work in their work and we needed a brain break, we all did, I let them have a five minute brain break. But we got right back to it. Like these are the actions of how I show up. And what was the result? Exactly what my thought was in the T line. I showed up 100% for those kids. There is no doubt in my mind that I could have done anything better. And that is self-confidence, my friends. Self-confidence in teaching is having your own back. Like if my principal came to me and said, listen, we just don't think that you did a good enough job. I would say, oh, contraire, mon frere. Contraire. Because I know in my heart there is no wavering in my belief that I showed up 100% for those kids on that day. For three periods in a row. <laughs> Are you doing this in your teaching? Are you asking yourself, what is my role? Let's get clear. How can I show up? Because you've chosen it. And if you haven't chosen it, I want you to really get curious about that thought right there. Are you choosing this role day after day? Even if it's, quote, thrust upon you, which is just a thought, by the way, right? Because as the librarian, in my job description, other duties as assigned. I know it could be any day that I could be a substitute teacher. There's librarians in my district who I'm pretty sure have filled full-time sub jobs. And it's just part of the understanding of this is my role today. This is my role today. So what is your role? Get clear. And then I would offer you to think of some of the most empowering, compassionate, loving thoughts that you can think when you think of yourself fulfilling the highest version of yourself in this role. And let those thoughts guide your feelings. And those feelings will drive your actions. And the result is you will be showing up as the best version of that role in that moment that you could possibly muster. And that feeling of pride and love and compassion for yourself is what will drive you on to the next day and drive you on to the next role. And it'll really bring some mindfulness to this life of yours and the different components that it has and the ways that you show up to be a bad ass at what you do. And you know, there's gonna be days where you're not so badass. so be it, it's okay, so what? Showing up as a B minus version of yourself is going to happen and you embrace that too, because you know it's not forever. And you know that you can maybe do better, but you give yourself the, the room to sit with, today I'm just not at my best. 
but I have shown up as not, <laughs> not at my best. Sometimes physically showing up is all we can do. And physically showing up might even lead to eventually mentally showing up and really challenging ourselves because we showed up with love for ourselves. So my friends, that is episode three, showing up as your highest self. Thank you again for listening. Again, my name is Ashley Wolf. And if you have any questions or if you have any uh, inquiries or noticings or wonderings, I would love to hear your feedback. Email me at coachwithwolf, that's coach with W-O-L-F-E at gmail.com. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.